Um, and they never stop. What was we doing? Oh, we. I, I, we the intro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the little intro. <laughs> the That's beginning. <laughs> trying to start a podcast here. Doing a podcast. Here we go. In three, two, one. We're podcasting. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Rich by Monday podcast. I'm your host, Jared Wilkins, aka the Google Grad. And I'm Dorrance Creighton. And this is Welcome back. Episode 17. 17. Right. 17 episodes. Okay. Um Maybe we have an, like another check in on episode twenty. As far as like what we, you mean, like on on how you feel about now we're at twenty when the first podcast was I don't want, want to start a podcast or I, I don't want to podcast. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. I forget when we did the last check and I felt like it was like around ten. Uh, well, I've I've kind of been doing it like every five, so mm-hmm. we we got to ten. And then I think 15, we might have did like a, you know, how's it going? Like update. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're, all, they're all benchmarks. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. First, and, first and foremost, we've got some house rules. Make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube and all that good stuff. Because um, we need more people to see us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, share. Yeah. Share us with people. Don't be stingy. <laughs> What's been going on? I mean, everybody's going to wonder why we've been gone a week. So what the hell has happened in this last week that we got to talk about? Man, it's a blur. It's a complete blur for me. Just work, work, working and working and working. And I think usually we have our, our, our shootings on one day. And then I think once we have to, we usually have them planned for one day. And it seems like once they get pushed back for whatever reason, it seems like it's just always hard to to like, you know, make them a break again, mm-hmm. you know, like in the schedule. Yeah. Um, they don't know what the break schedule is. <laughs> no, as long as, that. as long as it comes on Monday, everybody is okay. Right. right. Yeah. So. Well, I think that, so the last time, I think the last time, the last episode we were talking about health and all that mm-hmm. and i was i was on the cleanse which i'm off now i'm mm-hmm. off the cleanse um so i did so my 10 days um it was cool you know i guess i think maybe because it had been a while since i had done it mm-hmm. it was a little bit like it was a little harder than than i would have normally thought right right um like really, your hair, your hair is more luxurious. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know the skin and the hair. You know the hairline is. You know what I mean? Like it, you know, it, it uh, it definitely helps. The skin like is always wave, exfoliated. Ain't number wave grease. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, this detox working. <laughs> no, but I mean, it it definitely like if you make it. I think if you make it to like day eight, you get to the mm. point of like, all right, I'm fine. Right. But it was all <laughs> them days. I've come far enough. All them days before then, it was kind of it was kind of tough. Like I remember, mm-hmm. I remember I was making uh, I had made some spaghetti, but Jada mm-hmm. likes the, she likes the rigatoni noodles, so they're like the bigger mm-hmm. ones, right? And so I had to make some for 
You know what I mean? And of course, like one of the greatest things about being a parent is like one, like testing your kids' food, and then mm-hmm. two, eating <laughs> their leftovers or the, what they didn't finish, right? So <laughs> garbage disposal. Yeah, so, so I remember like I remember I was making her a plate, and for whatever reason, like I was that day was bad for me. And so like I was I was making her plate and mm-hmm. I just I had to bite a noodle. <laughs> I bit the noodle. <laughs> I bit the noodle. I didn't eat it. I just bit it. Like I just want to feel like <laughs> yeah, let's just let's talk about something else. <laughs> Uh, Uh, this is why you don't do a cleanse that's wild but yeah yeah, i had to man i had to i had to bite the noodle man and um i was fine after that but i just after that it was like you know what i'm not missing much yeah i'm like i ain't missing missing much um so i did that and then I think the next day, like the day after the last day, I just made some tacos. I had one of the tacos like the whole time, mm. so I made tacos. Mm. Um, but it def- it definitely helped, man. You feel you feel better. A lot of the pain I was having kind of mm. went away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just feel better. Honestly, you feel better. Like it, you have a little bit more energy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What's the next play from here after the cleanse? Uh well for me the cleanse was like the the cleanse is like the foundation mm-hmm. right so it's like okay if I wanna if I wanna take my health you know in a different direction then I have to have a foundation so the cleanse mm-hmm. kind of puts you in a, a spot where okay let me do this and get rid of as much as like the unnecessary toxins and all that as I can mm-hmm. and then adapt to a new diet mm-hmm. okay. You know what I'm saying? Like to, okay, if I'm only going to eat a certain thing, let me get all the extra stuff out the way first. Mm-hmm. And then, and build on top of whatever the new plan is. Right. So, um, so that, that was part of it. And then, like I said, I got a membership at LA Fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some programs that I, I do want to look at. Like Joey sent me a, sent me a program to, to do that he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of the things where like you don't you go so long without like you go so long without being like in the gym or just being active on that level. Like not like normal active, but just like yeah. active on that level. That as you get older, you don't realize like how it's working against you. Mm-hmm. So for me to just go start a program, it, it probably wouldn't work. No, why? Just be just from the the amount like the the, the time away mm-hmm. from doing those types of activities like to go for me because i know me right so for me to just go like a hundred percent like i would want to to mm-hmm. go like super hard by you know the second or third day i'd be burned out right you know what i'm saying so i got i got to build up to that kind of like what we did you know back then we would go work out and stuff it was, it was like we just start going to the gym a little bit little by little yeah and as we got more acclimated and stuff it was like you start adding in different exercises different programs mm-hmm. I, so I think I, that's what most people get go wrong is trying to go hard 100 like I, all right, I'm, I'm gonna do two hours in the gym you just started yeah see like, that's me that's i think me. i think the main thing is is working on consistency of doing it 
you know, yeah. even if it's just, you know, doing 100 push-ups, you know, at home or some sit-ups or some squats. It's, it's more about being consistent in what you're doing rather than how long you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for me, it's just more like making it a part of your life, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of like getting up and brushing your teeth. You know, you would never get up and start your day without brushing your teeth. Oh, I hope not. You know, <laughs> it's like it's part it's part of your day now, you know. So um that's when you make working out like your routine, you know, it's part of your daily routine. Mm-hmm. And once you can get there, like you're good. Um where where you where you know, I don't have to feel like a failure because I wasn't doing an hour and a half in the gym or two hours in the gym or I didn't do my full workout. Um I think that's where we fall off too, where it's like Oh, I don't have time to do an hour and a half, two hours. So I'll just do it tomorrow. Yeah, like, no, okay, it's, well, you it's know, definitely you got to do 10 minutes, you know, get on the ground, do some push-ups, or it's like I can't get to the gym. It's like, well, let's work on some uh, some calisthenics. Uh, we still keep your body moving. Mm-hmm. And that's still a day you worked out. It's better than, you know, being sedentary all day. And then going to the next day, the next day, the next week, and then you can fell off for three weeks. And now in your mind, it's like, I have to start all the way back over. Mm-hmm. You can be going to the gym for six months, be off three weeks and feel like you have to start over. I don't know that the psychology and that can really mess you up. I think it's every, I think it's until you get in the groove, like until you, until you get in a groove, the weekend could feel that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like until you, until you just get into a groove of like, okay, this is what I do. Cause even when I first started, like, like right before the pandemic, um, like I would just go run a mile in the morning, mm-hmm. like even, even doing that after like the first, like I say after the first two weeks of doing that, it was just, it was like clockwork. Like I beat the alarm, I'm out the door back right. home, six 30, you know, get mm-hmm. dressed, blah, 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 go to the office. Mm-hmm. And then, then they shut everything down. <clears throat> and, um, and we're by our house, <clears throat> they were actually like writing tickets and stuff and arresting mm-hmm. people for being outside like without a mask Mm -hmm. and so i'm like i'm already like you know it's already dark outside in the morning i already have a hoodie on and some sweats and i got a mask Mm -hmm. and a do-rag and i'm like i don't know if i want to be running around like you know and and people be going to work and i'm running like in the street and the sidewalks and they walk into their car i don't want nobody to swing on me with a bat or something (laughs) just because i'm trying to be healthy well um so that was before we had the peloton so i'm doing that and then I, I I was like, well, I'll just wait a minute. Like I'll wait a minute until like it's cool outside. Mm-hmm. And that just that never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Consistency. That's mm-hmm. what I'm at. What, what I'm at. <clears throat> Consistency. Dedication so that's the mission. That's um that's my plans. Really, it's just like to to just try and take it slow mm-hmm. and then like build myself back into like the routine of whatever it is that it'll ultimately become, but I yeah. definitely need to have, I need to, I need to work my way into that. Like I'm right, not, right. I'm not where I was back then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You can't compare <clears throat> yourself to your old self. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's funny. Cause like your old self is your younger self. Yeah. In some ways they better. In some ways they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that sounded so like deep. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you like I don't yeah. know. I don't know yeah. why they sound so profound. Some yeah. ways they not. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, so plain and simple. Yeah. So outside of that, man, you know, we got new uh new NBA champs. You know, yeah. the uh, the Buccaneers, not the Bucking, I'm stupid. The Buccaneers, <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks won the first right. championship since like the 70s. Yeah. And um, you know, Giannis was taking shots at KD and Harden and all them for uh the super team mm-hmm. thing. Um but he's actually he said something actually on one of the interviews um right before might have been it might have been game like five. I think he only played six games. So this might have been like game four or five. And um I think it was five because they were up. And the reporter asked him, like, how do you remain so humble or something like that? Mm. And he said, um, I'm gonna send it to you. But he he said something to the to the likes of like, well, you know, your your ego. If you if you focus on your past, that's your ego. Mm-hmm. Like you're protecting, you you're protecting who you already are. Like and, and were, yeah, or yeah, who you already mm-hmm. were. Right. And then like projecting that on your future, pretty mm-hmm. much. And he was yeah. like, he was like, if you if you focus on the future, like that's your pride. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was like, if you're in if you're in the present. Um, he said, he said he stays in the present basically. Mm-hmm. Cause he's like, if you're in the present, like you're, you're in between those two. I forgot exactly what he said, right. but he's the way he said it was way more like, right. Well, we kind of just talked about that. Yeah. He said being in the present is, is like humility, mm-hmm. you know, okay. like being humble yeah. and, you know, taking on the moment, not, not focusing on the past and, Mm-hmm. trying to defend who you were and not looking forward trying to defend who you think you'll be like right, i just right, i right. just focus on the present and stay humble and mm-hmm. i think the only reason why for someone like him i think the only reason why he's able to do and say those kinds of things and feel that way is because he's not from america mm. why, why do you think that's different because if you look at a guy like look look at a guy like lebron Right, LeBron is the face of the the NBA, mm-hmm. and he, in many ways, he won championships because he needed to, mm-hmm. because he knew what it meant to rep like to his his overall like brand and legacy. As much as he doesn't say it doesn't matter about none of that, he knew that he couldn't stay in Cleveland and not win. Right, right, right. Even if like the, the hype was a flop, even if it was his fault, he knew that he couldn't stay there and not win so he can go somewhere else get the ring so then somebody nobody can say you don't have them yeah for sure you know um those kinds of things like thinking about it that way whereas Giannis is just like man I'm in Milwaukee like I'm hanging out I like Mm -hmm. Milwaukee right I don't want to go nowhere else it's not my job to tell somebody to come play with me we got a GM Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm you know, like I'm gonna go out here and uh, and and he proved that in the game. And this is that's the thing that I didn't see the game, but just knowing the stat, like I saw the stat sheet and I saw the highlights. That's the thing that I feel separates somebody like LeBron from like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. And Giannis mm-hmm. did a similar thing. So this this is a this is a closeout game. He hasn't played great all series. And then he goes and plays amazing because he refuses to lose. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm doing this. Like I'm winning. So he, he scores 52 mm-hmm. points. Um, makes like 16 or 17 free throws. Mm-hmm. Like he played amazing. Shot the ball like 60. percent You right. know, he's he's turnaround jumpers, dunking on people, blocking shots, rebounds, mm-hmm. and he just refused to go home. Yeah, like all around game. Yeah, he he just refused. He's like, I'm not going home. I'm doing what it takes to to finish the mission. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not on nobody else. They look to me. I'm the captain. Right. I'm the captain now. So, <laughs> right. you know, so he, he kind of took that load on his shoulders and, um, and he won in the game. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how um, a team sport like basketball always comes down to, or seems to come down to like one person's, one, one person's individual performance um, in a team sport. Um, so, in terms of like um, the building a team or the building of a super team, do you think it's any benefit to having, you know, building a super team or or uh, the synergy that comes from that? Not just in basketball, but I think just in in normal life, like in business. Well, I, where, I don't think I don't think you, it would happen in to business. I, I don't think it would happen in business because. Because the basketball players, even though they make hundreds of millions of dollars, they're employees, mm-hmm. right? So they're looking at they're looking at the people, the owners, and saying, "Y'all, you know, you guys aren't giving us our fair cut. Y'all got billions of dollars, right? So we're gonna do what we have to do to look out for us." Mm-hmm. They have a union, you know what I mean? Like they're still employees. And business is different. Like Apple and Microsoft would never be like, "Oh, let's come together and make the Apple," you know. Applesoft, right. like nope, they would never do that, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Because it's well, not, not are... so much, not 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 so much in terms of like business to business, but if if you're in the same business, like a Microsoft or mm-hmm. a Google or Apple, uh, them recruiting the best talent to come work for them. Oh yeah, I that think, happens. I think there's a, a huge synergy that comes from that, and uh, you know I think it's a benefit for that you know i know people always get on people for leaving teams and creating super teams but i think there's a, a huge thing that has to be said from uh recruiting talent to uh you know complete the mission um in other words i don't think i don't think more glory or more success comes from the story of i'm running my business and i did it all by myself you know, um, and I don't think it makes anybody less successful. Let's say I go out and I, I recruit, you know, three superstars mm-hmm. to work for the business, increases profits, increases success. Um, I don't care that the success came from my recruiting at my recruitment efforts, as opposed to if I did it by myself. Right. So that's a, mm-hmm. you know, that's a, a, a smaller, um, no comparison, or I guess a different comparison, but no, they're similar. I, I they're similar. They're similar. There's, there's a there's a benefit to doing that, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess maybe in sports or in competition, it seems like that's unfair. But you know, life is unfair. Business is unfair. So I think you know, if you recruit 
you know, star players, no matter in business or in sports, and you win, I think that's the ultimate goal. Like, the ultimate goal is to win, to be successful. Yeah. So I just push back on, on the narrative of, you know, hey, you know, he did it like it was supposed to be done, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, how it's supposed to be done is to win, period, you know. Full stop. Um, I think I think it just comes down to parody. Like that is true. All that is true. I think it just comes down to like because because that stuff only it only really applies to a select few, a handful of people and a handful of teams. So mm-hmm. if we're gonna have all the good players on three teams, why do we have thirty two teams? Right. So you still, you know still, I mean? if we have all the if we have all the talent going to Google and Facebook and Apple, why do we have XYZ companies? Well, you, the thing is though, you, in many, many of those companies, you, you never get to see because they get yeah. bought out beforehand. Yeah. You never Cause, do. Cause Apple will just say, listen, you can take the offer for us to buy you out or we'll just re reverse engineer whatever it is you make. Yeah. We'll make the same thing. Yeah. They got the money. They got $90 billion in free cash flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean it's it's like do you do you say they're unfair or they didn't do it right? Some people do. <laughs> a lot of people do. A lot of people think that's unfair. Mm-hmm. Um if I I understand the similarities, I think I think it just comes down to it's hard to understand how these guys like know each other cuz they they came up together in in the AAU circuits and stuff. Right. So then playing on the same team isn't foreign to them. It's foreign to us. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're accustomed to having new teammates every other week at some tournament. Right. You know, and then so now it's like, oh, well, I, we watched four generations of, of you get drafted here and the Celtics and the Lakers have a rival or the Bulls and the Pistons have a rivalry or whatever and into now none of that even matters yeah because they can play for the pistons today and then now it's let's just go to the bulls and play right like where you play doesn't matter and it's it's more so about like even the lakers just got russell westbrook right Mm -hmm. and and it was a meeting that took place between lebron anthony davis and russell westbrook and -hmm. i feel like they that type of information shouldn't be known it shouldn't be made public right right I mean, it's likely that could have happened in the past too, but everything is just so on blast. Yeah, we know everything about everything. But it it, but. it is likely that it wouldn't happen on certain levels. It's likely that it wouldn't happen that way because these guys didn't hear about each other until they had to face each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the first time like Kevin Garnett met Kobe Bryant and vice versa was like in competition. Right. It wasn't like, oh, we stayed in a hotel at a tournament for so many, like five times. Mm-hmm. You know, so they all know each other. They're they're accustomed right. to that. It's, it was it's just a different, it's a different era. And if if you've been a a, a follower of sports, it just doesn't feel natural mm-hmm. when you have no one yeah, likes to change. It doesn't feel natural where mm-hmm. where there's no need for a GM. Like I kind of be feeling like, why do we? Why do they even need contracts longer than a year? Mm-hmm. If everybody is gonna just jump around give everybody one year contracts right right and let free agency just start every year 
just make them independent contractors and make them just they can just pull up to any practice anytime. Yeah. Well, things every change. Year. Yeah. Things change, you know. Uh, I think that's more a sports fan thing where people um get caught up on the nostalgia of how they used to be fans. Yeah. Teams, I mean, now they have to just baseball adapt. is like that though. Base because yeah. even but doing that doesn't guarantee you win. Obviously, the, the yeah. Nets didn't win, but baseball is like that. I mean, whoever has the most money will just buy out all the players, but again, right. that doesn't mean they win. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think uh, I think in this case specifically, it was just uh, like I was telling you, him and him and James Harden got beef. So I, I think it was more so along the lines of like taking shots at them. Like, oh, y'all tried to cheat the system. Yeah, of course. And we still beat you. And I won. Even though right. you said I suck. Right. <laughs> you know, you said all I do is dunk. Well, I dunk to a championship. <laughs> this is basketball. Okay. <laughs> Give me the ball, so, you know, but that I don't know, man. That's um that kind of it kind of makes me think about like I was reading an article about this this um this um this woman who mm. you know she's into fashion and she i can't remember the, the brand but she was looking at a sweater or she wanted to buy a sweater and it was like 300 bucks mm-hmm. and she just couldn't bring herself to pay for it and she didn't understand why it it cost 300 bucks so she decides to um make the same like style of sweater but offer it for like 200 dollars more i mean 200 dollars okay. less Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she got a ton of orders right but she didn't make no money and mm-hmm. i think by i think by the second or third week she was like bankrupt wow because she didn't she didn't realize how much time we had to go into making the sweaters mm-hmm. on top of the cost of materials so we couldn't actually fulfill the orders um I don't know why people won't think about that in the beginning. <laughs> they just like people are gonna buy. Don't think about the whole back office. Uh, uh, retail is hard though, you know. But and people just have to remember to you know click the link in our bio once the rich by Monday T-shirts come out. Oh yeah, I think that's the most important thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a prototype, but it's they they ready. They ready. Don't trip. Uh, yeah, but. Retail's hard. Um, was it a luxury item? Yeah, it was. It was. You know, it was, it, I don't know if it was Gucci or something, but it was like along the lines yeah. of of that, like a higher end fashion sweater. And right. you know, like most people, they feel like you know, most people feel like what they pay for isn't worth it. They feel like they're just mm-hmm. getting over because it it's the name. You just pay for that for blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I applaud her for actually like taking the steps to try and recreate it, you know, uh, a, a more affordable version of it. Right. But there's a lesson there. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not just in many cases, that's not what's going on. Cause even, mm-hmm. even with clothes, like if you, if you make clothes, especially high end clothes, those are loss leaders. Mm-hmm. They lose money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if if you're someone who's just looking at it and you're like, I hate, you know, I hate uh, the big C word, <laughs> capitalism. Mm-hmm. I hate capitalism and these guys are just gouging us and rich people suck and all that. And you're like, I could do it better than you. And then you go broke. Like, what, what was the point? Mm-hmm. It's a learning experience, though. Yeah. You know? So, um, 
even what's his name just sold his business to to LVMH to Louis Vuitton. Uh, Virgil, Virgil Abloh. Mm-hmm. He just sold sixty percent of Off White to LVMH. Now, if he, if he, because again, we celebrate people, right? A lot of, a lot of what gets marketed to us culturally and in, within our community, what's get marketed to us, and what we're told to um, celebrate and champion is just people who just make money. Right. Like they're doing it. They're doing a, a good enough cause for the culture by just being a person of color and making money. Like that's, that's what this is all about. doesn't matter right. how they make it. It's, it's for us. Mm-hmm. And then you see a guy like Virgil, who's a, a designer of a high end fashion brand, even though it's not high end, but a high end fashion brand. And he has to sell the majority of his business to L- LVMH. Mm-hmm. Now, if it was about the culture and celebrating him, cause he's, black wealth generational wealth and all that why would he sell it to, to lvmh mm. i don't know go go off to his own other venture it benefits no him. that's that's what it is we understand that right mm-hmm. we get that what i'm saying this is what i'm i brought i said that to say the blind celebration of people just because they have things or they they look like they're in certain positions mm-hmm. or whatever like Clothes on that level isn't profitable. He probably made more money from licensing or collabs. Mm-hmm. You know, with doing yeah. the collabs with Nike and stuff like that. Pop-up yeah, I think shops. he did one like with uh, um, Kanye, something like that. Well, he he's or he used to design for Kanye. Yeah, he's Kanye's. I don't know the whole story. I just know he's yeah. Kanye's boy, and Louis Vuitton yeah. didn't want to mess with Ye, so they hired Virgil. Yeah. But Virgil became the creative director at Louis Vuitton. Mm. And so he was doing, he was doing, he started off doing like Pyrex clothes. Like he used to have the shirt, the shorts that said Pyrex mm-hmm. and um, stuff like that. And then it transformed into off-white, which became really, mm-hmm. really popular. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you got a $1,500 t-shirt. Like there's only so many of those you can sell. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. I wonder if people are just celebrating, um, the fact that someone looks like them is successful and they feel like they can they can do the same thing. So in, in a way they're kind of celebrating their delayed success by looking mm-hmm. at them, or if they really celebrating uh, you know, this person. Um I think it's both. It just it I think it depends on who you are as like a an observer. But I, I do right, think it's right. both. I think there are some people who, like, if I was in the fashion, it's just like LeBron, right? LeBron becoming a, or LeBron grossing, being the first NBA player to gross a billion dollars over the span of his career. Mm-hmm. So if, if I was someone who was looking to go to the NBA and then and pursue opportunities, mm-hmm. you know, to that extent, that would be inspirational. Right, right. right. It'd be like, okay, I, I see what's possible. Even if I get 20% of that, Mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying that's still amazing um mm. so if you in the, if you in the fashion then i could see how like okay well or if i was in the fashion at least i'd say oh that's dope he built a business that was probably he probably didn't intend to take that far and right. they offered him a bunch of money for it and now he can go do whatever else he wants right you know um it's just interesting that, that 
you know, somebody cel- the celebration of other success is still so self-centered around what your personal success could be. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still still like not authentic at all. That's true. It's like I like that that person is winning because I believe now that I can win. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think it varies. I think it's, I think it's hard when like when identity comes into play. I think that'll always be the case because people people are looking out in the world and on the internet for themselves. Right. So if they see traces of themselves and other people, like I think naturally you'll kind of attach yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, I don't know. I, I think I do think a lot of people genuinely like to see other people do well. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's just when it comes to identity, I think that's where the oh, okay I can do that too type thing. Yeah, I um, think that's I think that's mostly everyone. Yeah, because I could look at Bezos and say, "Yo, he's amazing." Mm-hmm. but nobody else feels that way mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody hates him <laughs> it's, it's something about when you everyone it's like everybody hates him people want you to be successful <clears throat> so they can see themselves in you but once you get too successful i don't know what that benchmark is it must be if we for sure know it's a billion once you get to like a certain benchmark, it totally flips and it's like, oh no, now you're too successful. And maybe because people can, maybe they might not be able to see themselves being a billionaire themselves. It was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, on, I'm not on this road anymore. I don't, no, you're too ambitious. Well, your ambitious think- is way, way further than mine. At that point, I think it's beyond, there, there's been so much like, like there's been so so many political like narratives and political efforts to skew the, like people's thoughts on mm-hmm. that type of stuff to the point where it, people don't even believe a guy like him should exist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the 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 basis is I don't I can't see myself in this person. Well, is that what it is, or is it you only get there if you cheated me? It can be both. Well. That's part of someone's identity. I wouldn't have done it that way. I they don't even know what he did. That way. They don't even know what he did. I would. I would pay <laughs> workers more. You know, I got so much money. I would do this. The opinion is based on on that person, the observer, and what they would do. I think that's different, though. That's I think like that's, the first fallacy. I think. I think that's different than what we were talking about because it's in the same vein, but I think it's different because you're 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 breaking down like you're breaking down what a person is doing that is working mm-hmm. and trying to like you know invalidate it right you know it's like oh this, this person did this he's like man nah, he ain't he ain't doing that it's, it's cheating like he, yeah he did something you something, know what i mean like you're, you're doing something to to make it you know to bring it to devalue it pretty yeah. much whereas like what we were talking about earlier is just like, you know, oh, he's doing well. Mm-hmm. I can or can't see myself doing, you know, yeah. by becoming something like that. This is, I would never be that because he's evil. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not evil. And I wouldn't, it's just, it's just old school projection. You're projecting what you would do on this other person. Jeff, Jeff Bezos is a funny person though. Do you see what he he's said hilarious. after, after he got off the, after he got off the spaceship? No. Like a press conference, he was like, uh-uh. I seen like a short clip. He was like, 
I just want to thank everyone for all your efforts and and making this possible. You know, without without the workers and the people who who buy things, uh, you know, this would have never happened. So thank you. <laughs> tell tell the people who who bought things like I wouldn't have been able to do this unless you bought things. Unless you bought stuff. something. No, but that, thank like, you. That's that's a fact. Jesus, I was like, <laughs> I was like, why he did? That's one of the things where you don't say out loud. But why not? But he was like, like I don't but know. it's exactly what it is. Thank why you we guys. can't tell the I truth? I made it to man. space, and I wouldn't have never done this without the without workers you. who work for me and the people who buy my products or you know purchase from Amazon. Listen, man, I would rather I would rather send Jeff Bezos to space than than to get uh, give up two day free shipping. <laughs> no, well, that too. But I'd rather send him to space than to get little baby a new chain. Like it's the same thing. Is this you talking about self-serving? Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's the same thing. Like I'd rather send him to space that we can actually something we can actually use. Maybe not now, mm -hmm. but they can develop a program that can actually benefit us as humans. Than to also take the same money and invest mm -hmm. it in someone's art so they can buy a chain or some diamonds, right? right. And you mad at this guy? And then but the other guy is wearing your money on his neck and calling you broke. <laughs> yeah. And, but we celebrate them. Like, you know, th those are people we celebrate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> said, thank you. Thank you for buying from Amazon. Maybe that's where the real activism comes in. It's like, I don't like him, but I'm also not giving up this two-day free shipping. And I like when I order things that come directly to me. Um, it's kind of like getting a gift twice. You you get like a, a dopamine shot from ordering it. Like, yeah, my orders come in. Then two days later when you forget, like, yeah. It's like giving yourself a gift. It's already wrapped. You go to the mailbox and you open it. It's like a whole nother dopamine shot. Adult gifts. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I forgot about this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I I I understand where it comes from. I think if I just wish people understood more and then they would you would realize like the hate just needs to be directed in other places. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Cause he, he's not doing anything illegal. He's he's literally following the rules. He's not doing anything illegal that I know of. I'll mm -hmm. say that. Um, as far as I know, based on auditors and all the other stuff, he's doing everything he's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. uh, if they want to talk about taxes and all that, that's a different story. He's not going to pay taxes the same way as you like people who earn money differently pay taxes differently he doesn't if, if he doesn't earn any money why would he pay taxes his money is in selling things he sells equity and then he makes money he's not clocking in and making a thousand calls and picking up his paycheck like thanks boss and then going home like yeah. that's not what he's doing so I, why would i expect him to to earn the same way and he has to pay tax for every single employee. If if they deduct, if you have, if you look on your paycheck, if you have a job, you look on your paycheck, you have to take out FICA and all the, the you know all the benefits and everything that comes out of your check. He pays half of that. Mm -hmm. Half the company pays for half. Yeah, employee tax. So he's paying your taxes. <laughs> 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 He's paying your taxes. He's paying taxes for every single employee he has. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
every single employee. And then if he sells a bunch of shares, now he has a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like you should feel sorry for him. He's paid. It's just, yeah. you know, I'm just, I'm just, it's the same. It's just all scalability. I could do the same thing making a hundred thousand that he could do making a hundred billion. Mm-hmm. The rules are the same. Margins are greater, but the rules are the same. Cause if it yeah. weren't, you'd be bankrupt. Like the girl who tried to make cheaper sweaters. Right. Right. You know what I mean, if, if I, if I spend, if I make a hundred thousand dollars in revenue and then I'm allowed to deduct my expenses off of that revenue, then I'll only pay taxes on what's left over. Mm-hmm. Right. But if I make a hundred thousand in revenue and there's no deductions because everybody should pay full tax, even the money you use to invest or create things. If I don't pay taxes on my 30, 40, 50%, or if I do now, right, then I'll pay a taxes on a full hundred thousand. Well, how am I, how am I going to pay that? Cause I spent the money in the company. Mm-hmm. I don't have that money. And like the right. scalability to a company that's worth a trillion dollars, like it's the same. The expenses is everything's the same. It's just up to scale. So he'll have hundreds of, of billions of dollars in expenses. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like that it's, it's the same. I don't understand why it's so hard to understand that. And it's like, Oh, billionaires don't pay tax. No, they don't get a check. Mm-hmm. They don't get a check. You get a check. They don't. Is that like, it's that simple. I think yeah. Warren Buffett makes a dollar a year or something like that. Yeah. On paper. <laughs> <laughs> this is all, this is all on paper. You know what I mean? Like, because the books can't be cooked. <clears throat> you, you run a business. If you make money and you spend money, you will deduct, you, you will lessen your, your taxable obligation. Mm-hmm. It's very, very simple. I can't make, I can't make a hundred grand and spend 80 and then still pay taxes on a hundred. Mm-hmm. I'll be bankrupt. I need the deductions to only pay taxes on 20,000 or whatever, however it works out, but something along those lines. I don't know, man. I just, that type of stuff is just funny to me. Like yeah. nobody would, nobody would give their lottery money back. You know, you, you want a lot of bro. Nobody's giving that money back, but millionaires and billionaires shouldn't exist. I also don't think people understand what a millionaire is. Like there's some evil group of people who just like hoard money and make decisions about life. Sit <laughs> down, <laughs> smoking cigars. Like how are we going to mess these people over this week? If, if it was that easy, there'd be a lot more billionaires and trillionaires. Mm-hmm. We would have trillionaires. If it was yeah. so easy to just sit in the room and be like, what are we doing today? What's on the on the on the agenda for right. you'd be able to take a what's on yeah. the capitalism agenda? You'd be able to take way more advantage of that. I don't know, man. I didn't mean to go on a rant, but Yeah, I think the, um <laughs> the uh only thing you can do is make more money. In the U.S., that's just like this is nothing that you can do. And maybe it's just it's just how it is because we grew up here. Well, no, it wasn't always that way though. Like uh, there was a point in time where people would mind their business. Why does it matter if he's a billionaire or if anybody's? Why does it matter? Like it's it's nice to know you can see it. 
I guess you can so. see it. I want to see you out here with your billions. But why not? You updates about your man, billions. Every everybody I know who's flashing anything on that you can see, they're not millionaires or billionaires. Yeah, it'd be nice if we just didn't see what other people did. It's called the mind your damn business internet. He <laughs> <laughs> you just got a portal just to your life, right? What am I doing today? <clears throat> it sucks opening up Instagram and seeing what everybody else doing, what they're projecting today. If you don't, I would say it sucks if you don't have a clue about certain things. Well, for me, like I don't care because I know, I know like ninety nine percent of it's fake. Yeah, it's fake. I, I know how it goes. But for the average day person, it's just on the job and they're on a lunch break and they, you know, they eat and they scroll and they're like, man, people out here getting money. It's like, no, people out here taking nice pictures, doing nice, really nice pictures and like really nice, nice content. Like, yeah, they're very great at that. <clears throat> I would keep it at that. You know, it's, it's funny. a fantasy. It's a fantasy world. Um, the, so I was I was um, on YouTube, like always, just going down a rabbit hole. And I stumbled across a video, uh, which was like a, it was, a, it had a snippet of another podcast, mm -hmm. but the podcast was about like the feds and how they're tracking the PPP um, mm -hmm. loans. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and so they're, they're telling you this, like on, you know, on the podcast, right. like this is uh -huh. what's going on. This is how we're tracking them. This is how they're going to get caught. This mm -hmm. is, you know, this is what can happen if they do get caught. Um, yep. And um, I was just I was just laughing because uh, I see I, what I often see is like, OK, everybody's upset or they weren't upset when, um, you know, rich people were still in still in loans. It's mm -hmm. only because black and brown people are still in loans. And mm -hmm. um, the funny thing is, though, everyone who's been indicted so, so far have been people who own businesses and were rich. Mm. There's only been one. There's only one case that I know of that I've followed. I'm not, sure, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. But there's only right. one case that I know of where someone was indicted for less than fifty grand, mm. and it was probably because he did something so ridiculous with the money they just had to throw him in jail. <laughs> it's like he bought a lunar jet just to put it down. Like just, it down. But I'll come every, back with the everyone. Rest Everyone else who's been indicted because the, the larger loans are the ones that trigger an audit immediately. Right. So mm -hmm. if you got a loan above a certain dollar amount, like in the, you know, I think it's like 200,000, but you know, if you're up in the millions, they're going to watch you specifically. Like, you know, you got two, $3 million in PPP funds. They're going to make sure to, to audit your, you know, your loan. Mm -hmm. And those are the people who all got indicted. Yeah. It makes sense. So, so again, because we hate we hate people who have money or whatever unless they rap but mm -hmm. where does that where does that where does that narrative come from of oh they only they only throwing us in jail mm -hmm. like where does where does that where does that come from i don't know they ask i'm i, I, I think just, it's just so it's just so easy just to I don't know. Maybe it's a deflection. Maybe it's just it's a, a classic deflection. I, mean, I know this is happening over here, but what about them? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, I stole your TV, but like, look, they stole your car. 
<laughs> they been stealing your car for 400 years. <laughs> you know, this is just the first time for me. You know, um, it's like, this is little. This is my little crime. They, they got big crimes over here. <clears throat> I think if we're going to use that, I think we have to decide if right is right and just wrong is wrong. And then if it's wrong, it's blanketed across all spectrums. But yeah. I think many times we like to have a different spectrum of what's right and wrong. So it's like, this is my little wrong, but look at all the wrong they doing. And um, I don't think you can have it both that way or you can have yeah. it both ways, obviously. Uh, but people, they'll try, they'll try. They'll try to reduce their wrong as, as um, something you can sweep under a rug or a little white lie. And you know, point at the larger wrong. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's just stupid. But yeah. they'll continue to do it. They can, they'll continue to do it. I mean, I, it will I, always be a thing. I understand the thought process, like, just because of just things that happened in this country in the past. Like, I understand, mm-hmm. like, how a person can arrive at that kind of point. But when mm-hmm. the information is publicly available, like, None of this stuff is being made up. Like every person who got a loan, their name is on the internet mm-hmm. with their yeah. business name, their address, and how much money they got. You're trying, you're, you're probably thinking um, that most people are just like, you know, diligent researchers, you know, to back up their, their comments with actual, you know, data and proof. And Why that's else? just, that's just not what the internet is. No, it's you're right. not what the internet yeah. is. It's just not. Is not how people are. Um, people just throw out an opinion. They just open their phone, throw out an opinion, and then put their phone on and go on about their day. You know what? And, while, and while, while people who are, are, are thinkers or 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 um, you know, people who actually want to think things out all the way are sitting here fucking fact checking the internet, <laughs> and they can be doing something else. <laughs> yeah, that's no, true. It's crazy. I don't know, man. I just feel like I feel like it's I feel like that's lazy. I feel like it's lazy and it's dangerous. And maybe because of, of how maybe because of how we grew up, just knowing that you can't just come out here and say something out of the side of your neck and not face consequences. Mm-hmm. Right? But the internet allows you to do that. Yeah. Like to just Especially come out and something, like, something like opinion. Yeah, it's just like, just hey, go in there and say something wild and just leave. Just log out and be like, okay. That's weird. I couldn't do that. I I'm want out. to, though. I want to. I wish, I, me and Vita was talking about that today. I was like, I wish I didn't care about anybody. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> if you, if you didn't right. care, if you didn't care a certain way, um, you can rack up a lot of wins like that. Yeah. I, I think um, Part of part of it is, is is ego too. I want the world to to um, bend to how I do things. You know, I wouldn't do things that way. You shouldn't do them that way. I think we get caught up in in correcting people based on how we live and how they should live, how they should mirror it exactly. And we can we can really get into a rabbit hole of of fact checking checking and and telling people hey well that's not right this is how it goes and i think it i think ultimately it just it it throws us throws us off our personal mission you know 
we should be we 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 should be really sitting down thinking about what our next move is and what our next mission is mm-hmm. instead of being on the internet trying to, to shut up you know, and fact check people. Yeah. yeah you know it's like you know let's say you took an hour out of your day to do that or or you know another hour for it to just exist in your brain it's all that time you didn't use to actually you know put together the actual plan for yourself mm-hmm. um that's the way i think of it because I, I just you know i can't do too many things at the same time and if i'm going down that that rabbit hole i'm doing that and most things aren't going to get done until it, i completely figured that out to completion and later yeah, I mean, actually, i'd have to be like you know what nope i'm not bringing it on <laughs> that's uh well, Larry Thomas says, nope i'm not bringing it on I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't, I haven't grown to that point yet because I, I do, I do a lot of things because I just genuinely want to know. So it's like, right. even going back to like the PPP thing is like, Oh, um, you know, this is how, this is how we're, we're, uh, you know, pursuing people. These are the type of crimes they are, you know, right. you know, these are the people who have lawsuits. Here's the information. Okay. Well, let me read and see how these things are being handled. Right, right. Because I want to know. It's not because I yeah. want to know to to tell other people they're wrong. I just want to know, like, because I think it's interesting. Well, that's where your filter comes in. You know, yeah. you know, your filter might be okay with letting that in, but letting something else in, like trying to figure out, I don't know, why X Y Z did this on the internet, may not be something that's, that's going to sufficiently get to your filter. Mm-hmm. It's just picky. It's just picky. You know, and I think that's the hardest part, especially with the internet. So much, there's just so much information and material to sift through. And you have to really figure out what you don't want to bring in. It's hard, though. Especially when everyone you talk to is like, hey, did you see what happened on the internet? I'm like, well, no, I didn't. Yeah, I'm I mean, about I'm what I'm that. doing. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely uh, dependent almost on like, what... Almost like current events, you know? Well, I mean, everything is curated now. So, I mean, every like the the things that the things that are current events that would kind of check your radar, they're they're delivered to your phone. Yeah, like based on your personality. I don't like that either. <laughs> I do not like it. I don't like I, the algorithm you know, telling me what I want to what I want to look um, at, what I want to view. Like, I I recently understood why having multiple like social media accounts make sense right because because you'll have one like group of following and that's mm-hmm. for a specific thing and so i didn't really get it until like until i started realizing the types of ads right you know what i mean like so if mm-hmm. i'm on, if i'm on this page then the types of ads that i get are the ones that like drive me crazy like why am i seeing yeah. this this is stupid <laughs> And then yeah. I go to the other page, like it's the yeah. engagement is different. Yeah. Uh, followers are different. Like, so you're a part of like a different circle. Yeah. It's a whole nother world. Yeah. Like you enter a whole nother portal that you're part of. Yeah, Cause I have a few accounts. I have like a, you know, outside account where I do all my outside stuff. And like you said, the ads on that is just all like outside camping, you know, biking, all that type of stuff. Um, you know, and then some of the other pages is completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, business pages usually like business stuff, 
on my personal page it's 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 a mix it's a mix of stuff but it's, it's just i don't like it i don't like how the algorithm just like based on what you like you know or just who you following they just mm-hmm. feed you what you might like it were it happens fast like Quick. fast and i'm i, I I mean, that's you know, just like, this? Okay, this is like, um, here you go. Here's more of it. Um, speaking of that, because it's, it's like related, but not so because um, it's, it's similar in execution. Right. So if you if you didn't know, Robin Hood just went public. I, I knew they were working on it. OK, so they, they just went public the other day, like mm. I think Wednesday or something. Mm-hmm. And um, they they offered Robin Hood users uh or like pre-ipo access okay um but anyway so do you know like okay so let me say this robin hood is a disruptor mm-hmm. i like i like what they've done in terms of that by because in many ways there are a lot of people who would try to take like credit for like the influx in new investors, mm-hmm. you know, like social media gurus, um, you know, whoever, right? Right. There's a bunch of people who feel like they they created the lane for people to, you know, be in the market. The reality yeah. is, is Robinhood. Yeah. Robinhood made, yes, they made it so simple, so easy to, and they made it free. Yep. Right? That's so, crazy. Yeah, the free is like free is like no barrier. <laughs> well, any any um, any time. Uh, well, I was reading through some of their uh, like some of the documents on the filing, and I think they have something like eighteen million accounts. Wow, and uh, somewhere around like eighty something billion dollars in capital, like in those accounts. Um, and uh, I brought that up because well going back to what I was saying, they definitely disrupted things because they made it more accessible to bring people to the markets mm-hmm. to, to where other platforms had to adapt. Right. Right. And, and take on free, you know, free trading and all that kind of stuff. But anytime, anytime you're a, anytime a, a product is free, you're the product. Mm-hmm. Right. So all your information and data. So Facebook is free. We're not, we're not their customers. We are mm-hmm. users. Yeah. But their customers are advertisers. Mm-hmm. Right. So at Robinhood, we're not their customers. We are users. Their customers are hedge funds. Yeah. And, and you know, high frequency trading mm-hmm. companies or whatever. So they, do you know how they make money? They basically sell the bulk of the orders to the hedge fund, right? That's one way. So, so one way is they make money on interest on uninvested cash that sits in their accounts. Okay. So they make income off, off of interest. Right. Mm-hmm. Then they offer a subscription plan called Robin hood gold. Mm-hmm. And it's like five bucks a month, but they, that's another thing. Right. So they got the subscription plan, which gives you like level two access and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the interest from uninvested capital and then they make money from selling the order flow to these high frequency trading hedge funds. And basically what that means is for, for y'all listening is if you go and say, you want to buy a certain amount of shares of say Apple, 
as you hit like as you're arranging your order and you're getting ready to press you know or you do press um like execute or whatever mm -hmm. that information is sold to an outside fund or broker whoever they use um i'm not gonna say no names but mm -hmm. whoever it is it's sold to them they buy the shares and they sell them back to you mm. in a matter of seconds mm -hmm. right and they do this millions of times throughout the day right right so those are the three ways they make money mm. um it's controversial I personally don't use Robinhood. I, I did when trying, like when we started the group, the stock group I did because I knew other people would use it and it'd just be mm -hmm. easier to kind of, you know, relate. Right. Um, I don't use Robinhood because I had many problems with exiting positions due to order flow, them selling your right. order flow. Mm -hmm. um, but I understand like, that's like the, that's like the give and the take. I mean, they brought, they did that. So the bad part of that is they sell your order flow and, and right, make a, right. a ton of money off of you in, in, in a, that sense. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I, for, I forgot why I brought that up, but it was the same. It was, it's like along the same lines of, of how they sell the information or sell something to middleman the situation. Right. Pretty much. And that's how, that's how they make money. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I don't think a lot of people know that. I don't know if people even care, but <clears throat> Oh, when I when I found it out, I felt like that was important to know. <laughs> you know, like that. I feel like that's important. Like if if right, because it does it. You don't really notice it when you're buying. Well, you will, because you'll buy something and it'll automatically be in the red because mm -hmm. you overpaid because you had to pay somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you sell something, like it'll show like oh it's worth say I bought for a hundred it goes to one fifteen I want to sell. When I go to sell that 115, the price will just drop to like 111. Mm. And then so you exit and like, well, I'm not going to sell that 111. I'll wait. You exit and it, the value goes back up to 115. Mm. And so you're like, okay, let me try to sell it again. It goes back down to 111. <laughs> so you would, you would have to wait until it got to a certain point to be able to right. sell that 115. Right. You know, so it's, it's um, like a, a hedge they're going to take off top. Yeah. Mm -hmm. because they have to execute their trade and then get it back to you. Mm -hmm. So they probably let an algorithm just figure it out. Yeah, it's 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 a high frequency trading computer. Like these these are supercomputers. Yeah, that that they they can do that in seconds, like tenths of a second. Man, <laughs> the game is rigged. <laughs> It's rigged. It's how the rich get richer. It's rigged if it's free. Yeah. If it's free, it's rigged. I wouldn't say the rest of the game is, but if it's free, it's definitely rigged. Yeah, there's a cost to learn. So it, there's mm -hmm. always hidden costs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's you know, there's a I, I'm I'm happy to see like the, the influx of people getting involved. I just wish there was ways to just get people more like more education. They even call them retail investors. Mm -hmm. yeah, they they made that retail. term up. 
It's it's funny. It's funny you say that because I feel like investments are the only things people will pay more for. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Like it's supposed to be like you pay less for your investments, mm-hmm. but investments seem to be the only thing people will pay more for. Well, I think when when you buy an investment, people automatically think is it investment, so it's going to go up in value. That's the base the basis of of anyone's like general knowledge of investing. You invest because if you if you buy it and then you hold on to it, it'll be worth more. That's it. So in that equation, it doesn't matter how much I bought it for because it's an investment. I buy no, this like investment the- <laughs> and it goes up. It goes up because I invested. It goes up in value and then I make money. You know money. what's funny? What's funny is like I want to laugh, but I can't because I know this is this is somebody's real train of thought. No, and it's like it's not even like a diss. It's just like this is just <clears throat> general knowledge because yeah. most people just keep things at the surface level. Uh, I invested, so it go, uh, that's it's easy. Investment investment doesn't mean lose money. It means make money. That's what the word means. The problem is you don't have a dictionary, so you're not <laughs> looking these things up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know definitions. You don't know vocabulary. Uh, I just don't. I don't understand it. I don't understand the whole. I don't. It's very. Anyway. It's very simple. We we, very simple. we we've talked about you it. We talked it about too, it plenty of times. Too complex. Yeah, we talked about it plenty of times. I don't need to go deep into it, but I just overpaying overpaying for things like that doesn't. I don't know. Like I, it just like like I was telling you, I was looking at um. Is because there's only a handful of companies that I bought recently or within the last like 18 months. <clears throat> there's only a handful of stocks that I bought, mm-hmm. and um, Intel is one of them. And so, um, I was looking at their chart from like the, the dot com bubble in the 2000s, mm-hmm. and they were they were like still a you know a, a substantial company, but not mm-hmm. like what they are today, right. But the hype was so right. was so crazy back then that I think it was in 2000. It might have been a little bit after that, but I think it was in 2000. They, they were trading at like $75 a share. Okay, so then, then the dot-com bubble happens. Everything blows up. You know, it goes down to like $5 or something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then today, you know, I'm, I'm going through financials. Not today, but just recently. Um, looking at the chart from then to now where the company's doing like in much better shape, like company's stable. They make a bunch of money. They have a bunch of uh, just leftover cash. Um, they're reinvesting, buying back shares, the whole nine. And do you know how much the stock price is today? $53. Yeah. So 20 years ago, it was, oh, I'm invested. It's going up. This pays seventy dollars today, because in twenty years it's gonna be worth more than seventy dollars. Right. <laughs> Diamond and hands. Then, hold on to it. Yeah, and then here we are, twenty years later, <laughs> you know, and it's not worth seventy dollars. Well, it's not the, the, the stock price is a component of like the market cap. But I'm just saying, like, if you if you're looking at just that just that metric as your your barometer. Mm-hmm then that that right there is a clear sign like oh 20 years ago it was 70 bucks it's still not 70 bucks right right 
as the company got better. Think about that. It hasn't hit 70 bucks since then. Right. And the company's gotten better. Mm. Well, if you hold on to it for like another 20 years, it'll probably, it'll probably at least be 300 though. <laughs> That's how investing works. It might. You never know, because they're they're investing a bunch of money right now in, in into some you know back into the company. So I don't really know what they're developing, but they're spending a ton of money. So whatever it is, then you know the stock. If they keep buying back shares like that, then yeah, it it this could is not you know stock advice. No, absolutely not. Um, but you know, like I, I just bought Alibaba the other day. Um, uh, P Minty, shout out P Minty. I was talking to him about it, and he was kind of mm-hmm. filling me in on what happened. Like all the all the Chinese stocks kind of sold off um, mm-hmm. because there was a. I think he said it was. Um, and I don't, you know, I didn't verify this. So I don't want to make it seem like he's telling me wrong information or not. Um, he just looked it up on the spot, mm-hmm. but he said. Um, he said, I think it was a company like it was like Uber, like a Chinese Uber, and they tried to go public and and China was like, no. <laughs> right. And then they kind of and then they like threatened to uh, like ban the exchange of all Chinese businesses on like, you know, mm. on all the exchanges or whatever. Right. So all the Chinese stocks went, they just tanked. Yeah. And um, and I got an alert for Alibaba on my phone that it hit like 180 something, like 183 or no, 196. Mm-hmm. And I, I had already known, this is why it's important to do your homework. I had already known that I was comfortable buying below 200, mm-hmm. right? So the 52 week high is 319. Mm-hmm. It was down to 190. Right. That's, that's almost half. Right. Right. So um, I said, oh, I'm buying this, mm-hmm. right? So the alert came at, at the end of the day. So I didn't, I put the order in, but it didn't get filled. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just left it on market. Right. Right. Which is dumb and risky, but that basically means that it'll execute the order at whatever price when it opens up. It opens, right. And um, so I did that and I, I ended up getting filled at like 183. Wow. Right now the price I really want to buy that is like 160, 160 bucks. And it got, it got as low as 179, mm-hmm. but I, I got filled at 183. Um, but I brought that up because I knew, and it's China, they lie about the numbers. They've been caught lying about the numbers before. Mm-hmm. Um, but just based on like the strength of the company, I knew below that number, that's where you buy. Now, everyone mm-hmm. else would say, oh, it's 319. It's never going to go down. Like, why would it go down 50%? Right. That never happens. Mm-hmm. And then here we are. Yep. Yep. Right. So, it's, you know, you got to be able to, um, this isn't the stock show, but <laughs> I'm just bringing it up because seeing that, that Intel chart, it made me like really, it really made me go back to think about that of people overpaying for stuff and trying to right. justify it, you know, like, Oh, I, I'll pay whatever now today, knowing that it'll be worth just like watches. They do that with watches. Like mm-hmm. what? Like watches, man. People are paying fifteen thousand for a six thousand dollar watch. Yeah, it's a lot of money in the market. Like you know, I don't know, man. I just be I don't know. I'm rambling. I don't know. 
I did get to see a watch I like though. My favorite watch of the moment. I went to I went to a car show at an AD, mm-hmm. and and it's the uh, JLC. I can't pronounce the name, so JLC is the initials. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. sound crazy, right? Um, but it's the Master Control Calendar, mm-hmm. and uh, it was nice, man. It fit my arm perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I'm gonna I'm where, gonna show you. Uh, where was that? Next time, I was in Walnut. So there's a guy, okay. David Lee, he's like the biggest Rolex dealer in, in the country or something. Mm-hmm. And um, he puts on car shows every third Friday or something. No, every third Sunday right, of the month. And mm-hmm. and um, I just went. Like, it was just random. I just went. Um, and the Rolex, of course, the Rolex part of the store was completely empty. Shelves are empty. Wow. Um, and he was he was saying that it's pretty much like that around the country. Uh, or not the country but the world i'm yeah. sorry they do have some stuff in the back there are there are some things in the back like if you're somebody you know, guy. yeah um but i just went to the i went to the jlc display and i, I got to hold it hands on and try it on mm-hmm. and um i like it a lot mm. i like it a lot and the steel version is only like eleven thousand. so Compared so to when are you putting you know, that in the cart, it's hard to do that. I, I won't lie; it is hard. It's hard to do that, mm-hmm. mainly because if I buy Rolex for the same price, I know my money's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that makes sense. You know, it's like I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. What are we even talking about? I don't know. <laughs> man it's late man what do we even this is i don't know <laughs> so did you um did you know that did you did you hear about jay-z and will smith no and they're they're uh i know will smith was a book you got a movie too he's, he's playing serena williams's dad or something yeah i seen that well him, him and jay-z have a well they don't have a company a firm that manages their capital, I guess, invested in a company that provides like rent to own opportunities mm-hmm. for people. So they allow them to report, they report their renting history to like creditors to help uh-huh. build their credit so they can um, buy. So what? <laughs> <laughs> Like, yo, do we gotta shut this off? Is it? <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> they, um, I said they report they they report a person's rental history mm-hmm. to um, to creditors. Okay, to build up history so they can buy. So basically, that's not nothing new though. That's uh, Equ- Equifax or Experian Boost, or one of them. There's, there's, yeah, because there's other apps. I forgot. There's one of them called, it starts with a P, but they report your, uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's, it's them. So it's going to seem like, oh, this is, you know, they're doing it for whatever. Yeah. Um, so they're doing that. Now they, they didn't do that specifically. They just happened to have money invested with a certain VC firm Mm -hmm. who made the investment. So of course, yeah. So then it comes out that, they're doing this, mm-hmm. not the firm, but they're doing this. So, why, so why is it, 
I'll let you mm-hmm. finish. No, um, go ahead. Go ahead. So why why is that a benefit? Uh, I can well, think of one negative thing. Okay, go ahead. I would like to hear that. Go ahead, because I, I want to see if we're on the same boat. But go ahead. Well, I, the first thing I think about is when you purchase real estate. Mm-hmm. All you're doing is just filling up your debt to income with more debt, because typically okay. your rent is not counted. Um, a lot of times they put their phone bill on these on your credit and all these different utilities, and which is why I would say like I think it's Experian Boost, one of them. I think it's a ridiculous thing to do, because basically you're filling your credit report with debt. Mm-hmm. So. Let's say that you know those things are typically not not counted when you're when you're buying you're buying real estate as debt, like your your utilities, your rent. Uh, it's usually just the big things on your car payment, mortgage, uh, credit uh, payments, and that's it. But when you add utilities, your phone bill, your rent, those are more debts that you add to your credit report. So when you add more debts minus your life or um, minus your liabilities, you have like basically less, um, it makes your debt to income higher. Mm-hmm. And you're most likely not gonna qualify to buy real estate. I, I've, yeah. I've uh, dealt with a client who did that. It's like, yeah, I did the experience boost and it's like, yeah, it really helped my credit score go up. But now you don't qualify because you, you know, you're showing extra debt on your credit report. And now it has to be, it has to be accounted for in your debt to income when qualifying for your loan purchase. Mm-hmm. So, like, okay, let's say a quick example. If you your regular credit report has, I don't know, five thousand in debt a month, and now you added all these additional things, and now it's ten thousand. Well, you just doubled your debt, and now yeah. you don't qualify. I, you know, I, I didn't. That's I didn't the first think thing I that. think about. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think about it from that aspect. Um, so that's interesting because I, I didn't even. I didn't even start there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my first thing was. Um more institutional owners more institutional owners what you maybe um more more large firms that are going to own single family homes to rent them out to people with the hope good, good rental of, credit basically yeah cuz they're going to buy the home they're renting <laughs> so you know um, what i'm saying so it's like they they can come in they can buy a large portfolio of homes like Blackstone mm. or who I think Blackstone is involved low key. Which they've remember. been doing that. Yeah. So um I don't know we talked about it on here, but there was a developer in Texas who um who built I think it was either 200, 200 new homes, new home built, single family homes, and sold them all to a private investor uh as rental income. He bought them like they were like basically like an apartment, but they're single family homes and rented all of them. We're gonna have like a nation of renters pretty soon. What's the what's the benefit of why do people want good credit anyway? It's only like a few things you can do with credit. Because you can turn your credit into cash. <laughs> then go into debt. It's only you a can, few things you, you want. You can buy things on your credit card and then return it but use your debit card for the return. Use other people's money. No, it's all about pose, OPM. You pose like this. Everybody <laughs> who posed like this is going to steal your money, all right? You got, when you're talking like that, you got to pose like this. Like, right. It's all about OPM. Other people's money. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't, I don't <laughs> get the fascination with good credit. Well, I mean, it, you, it's, I'm not going to say it's useless. There's definitely benefits. It's just 
but the benefits are so small it's it's i won't say they're small okay? not really because it's it's yeah. all it's it's about leverage and have if you, if you don't have re- certain resources credit allows you to leverage it gives you leverage that you wouldn't think, that you would I normally have like if you 99 percent of people don't need to leverage we just talked about people who That's think investing is you invest and you make more money for the, the, the 99% of like the regular type person, you don't need to leverage. You don't need to think about leveraging because that's only going to get you caught up with a big ass bill that you can't pay. Especially for the person who, who has, okay, you, after you paid all your bills, you got a hundred dollars left over. You got $500 left over. Why do you have a $10,000 credit card? When you run that, that bill up, how could you ever pay it off? So you can invest in Bitcoin. <laughs> How are you leveraging? Like leveraging and 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 the debt game is for people who make, um, you know, large windfalls of money where they can they can service the debt easier. And and you know push their investments forward. Or they're just person, savvy enough. But even even being savvy enough can put you in a in a bad still, spot because you still can mess up because things can happen. Yeah, anything can happen. You basically want good credit to get better interest rate on your a car, a car loan, uh, your mortgage. But even even in mortgage, like, I mean, you can be FHA and still get a mortgage loan for you know credit score of five eighty. The interest rates are not going to be, you know, completely different. I mean, it'll probably be like I don't know, between a half a percent difference, maybe one percent. I mean, it's 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 so little. To load up know. your 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 account with with your rent payment, just so you can get a buck to six eighty. I mean, it's as about a, as bragging. A consumer, People want to brag. People well, brag now, yeah, score. now they do because uh, now they do because they want to flex. These it. the companies make it. They make it to where it's it's shareable. Yeah, like you can you can go to a credit karma or whoever, and and yeah. they they take a screenshot or or share your credit score so it, it becomes a thing but now why is that um i don't know because nobody no lender is gonna look at your credit karma score from your facebook page like I'm, no i'm just saying like that that doesn't you don't go like you, you're not gonna you're not gonna get approved based on your credit karma score right no no it's uh, <laughs> like, but for one they, they use a whole different algorithm it's um uh what is it hey what's it called the newest one ain't it like fico 8 or something they don't use that one though. That's what most lenders are going to use, but they have several, several different uh, FICO algorithms. Mm-hmm. And so it's based on if that lender has a new FICO eight. Let's say a lender has mm-hmm. an old system, they're, they're running seven or six or whatever. They still want to use eight. Um, what is it called? Anyway, the, the, the algorithm that they use, like on Credit Karma, all these different free apps you can get to see your score, is never the, the same algorithm that. The credit card a credit card company is going to use most likely because they have like FICO eight credit, mm-hmm. um, a lender mortgage lender. Um, they don't even use it, so it's like it's basically a useless number that you you can just feel good about yourself. Where you see often, if you look at your your credit karma score or whatever score from these free you know these free um, sites, you'll go to get a car and it's completely different, or you go mm-hmm. to a mortgage company and it's completely different. Yep, and they're like, why is it different? Well, my credit card, what is that? that's a trash score. The, the credit card only only gives you that so they can um, they can sell you product. That's mm-hmm. why you always get these different pop-ups of, of, of what type of credit card you can get. 
it's a marketing platform to market to you what credit card now that you you know you qualify for based on your trash score and people just want to share it on facebook and just start you know what man i don't i, I do whatever you gotta do to make you happy like i don't i don't really care about that kind of stuff like if, if that if doing that makes you feel good then do it the only time i have problems is when people do that and then try to like shit on other people or stun on people that's what it's for you know what i'm saying because then, then it's like well okay you're stunting with something that's useless like go ahead and go ahead and go to the bank and try to get a home loan and just show them that screenshot and see what they say yeah and they pull yeah, your okay. they pull your score up and it say 650 mm-hmm. and you're like but wait a minute credit karma said it's 800 yeah how are you gonna have an 800 credit score in six months mm-hmm. yeah it's just it don't make sense in six months, sense. I was I was a five eighty three weeks ago, but then I called Doctor Mister Credit Man, <laughs> and now now I'm an eight sixty. Right, I'm an eight sixty. I got amazing credit. Okay, the eight and the six is gonna be backwards when you try to go <laughs> apply for something. Like at the end of the day, from my understanding, I'm not a credit expert. I don't pretend to be. From my understanding of credit, history is one of the the biggest important factors in your score. So there's there's no way unless you're borrowing someone else's history, which is likely people are doing that. They're selling, you know, authorized user uh, lines and all that. But even the the banks understand how to score you based on that. Yeah, the, you know yeah, what I mean. They got hip to that too. Yeah. So and, and a lot a lot of times authorized user doesn't it doesn't carry the same weight it used to. But yeah, no, because they 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 knew that was something when we were coming up. That was something that was huge. Right. Yeah. It was it was have your put your kids on the credit cards and, you know, they're 18 years old and got 40 years of credit history. Yeah. Right. And so, like you said, they got hip to it. And and now they they certain lenders based on their scoring model, like you mentioned, will mm-hmm. allow it. But for the most part, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. It's yeah. like, oh, OK, that's cute. Yeah, you're, you're hearing your own opinions. Um they add up to about 65% of your score. One of them is either 30 and the other one's 35. So mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's more than half. So if you just keep a, keep a credit card open and pay it on time, that's going to account for 65% of your score. Then the other ones are like um, different types of credit, which is like 10%. And the different types of credit and that's 10, that's 75. Where's the other? Um, you're doing too much math like this yeah, <laughs> it's, too, it's too much math that going yeah, too on late. that's too much but I mean, it's, it's it's i usually tell people uh really all you need is three trade lines three trade lines and i usually say just three credit cards and it doesn't matter what the balances are or what not so much the, not the balances but the the um the um the limit mm-hmm. you just keep them you keep them cards for years after years pay them off and and you'll be okay and i always say credit cards because credit cards typically don't close if you get a car loan you'll usually pay it off you pay it off in five years all that history is gone uh, a mortgage would be nice it's usually there 30 years um personal loan still you, you pay them off so usually three three credit cards would be good that's all you need you know what speaking of um 
Speaking of um, getting hip to things, right? And we could probably wrap this up. But getting getting hip to things. So I was reading an article earlier, actually the other day. I read it the other day, but it came up again today. Um, about the government is now um, basically. I don't want to say talking over because they're they're trying to make a push for um, creating a central bank digital dollar. Mm. So I, I think it's called CBDC, central bank digital currency. <laughs> Sound like drugs. Yeah. So and the funny thing is is uh, the article that I read, they they quoted someone who's um I forgot her position, but she's at the Fed, right? She's at the Federal Reserve. And she said, I can't wrap my mind around like us not doing this. Now, mm-hmm. we've talked many a times about cryptocurrency here on the show um, and just in life. And our thing has always been like, well, why, if anybody can make one, why wouldn't the government just ban all of them and make yeah. their own? Yeah. Right. So and um, and it seems to be that that's, what ha- that's what's happening. So mm-hmm. they have a... They have a um, a conference or something like on mm. Thursday at 10 a.m. I'll send you the link mm. um, where they're going to be talking about that. Wow. It's on yeah. the Federal Reserve calendar. We talked about that. It was like, and, um, what stops the government just saying, okay, we'll make our own product. Make yeah. Our own and coin. and, government and coin. it's funny because like me and, me and P. Minty was talking about it. And I was like, this is the stuff that ruins people's lives, right? Because mm-hmm. these guys aren't even smart enough to, to pull this off. But if they do it, they're going to dump so much money into it to where, you know, because you know where the money's going to come from. Taxpayers, pensions, right. whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So they're going to dump so much money in there that when it when something bad does happen, people's lives are going to be ruined. Right. You know, because these are, these are just old guys who just sit around like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. They're not engineers. They're not coders, nothing. Yeah. Ruined in what way? Like ruined, kind of like uh, I don't want to say that because then I don't want to make it seem like that's going to be a, a crash. But kind of mm-hmm. like the the housing market, mm-hmm. how everybody's everybody's pensions and four hundred one ks were full of like government housing bonds and whatnot. Right. Like, oh, because this is bulletproof, and then they found out the bonds weren't shit, right. and now right. <laughs> now your portfolio is worth nothing. You know what yeah. I mean? You went from having a retirement over a million to ten thousand dollars or zero right because it was all mortgage bonds um and that still happens with commercial mortgage bonds but um Mm -hmm. you know something like that to where they try to they try to you know because they have no other way to get the money it's going to have to come from a source like that Mm -hmm. you know so it's the government. The government doesn't make money. They they just take it and guarantee it. They just make it up. So say we, we've never failed. We haven't failed so far. So trust us. Yeah, it was funny though. I I thought that was hilarious when I read that. Just seeing how like how excited they were to roll out something like that after mm-hmm. years of them talking about how trash Bitcoin is and yeah you know crypto is and i was like well, i can't see how we we don't do this <laughs> give me some government coin yeah give so there's tubman, you, tubman coins if you go if you go on the federal reserve calendar you can google that you can google the federal reserve calendar 
and um i believe it's thursday they have they have it blocked off like this is what we're talking about that'd be interesting to check out at 10 a.m so i'm gonna watch it um do you think we could have patreon live by then uh possible because i feel like that could be something we watch together in the patreon Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the web yeah. the website is almost the website is done. Low key website is done. Mm-hmm. Only thing we were waiting on moment of transparency. Only thing we were waiting on was uh, um, uh, I was waiting on a very specific type of t shirt for our merch, mm-hmm. and I think I found it. So it's yeah. not. It won't be this one. This is different. It'll look like this, but it'll just be a different shirt. Um, you talking about the material? Yeah, right. Okay. It'll be uh, it'll be ring spun, ring spun cotton. Mm-hmm. So there's, I can't even remember all of them right now. But there's ring spun. There's some other kind of, there's like four or five different processes. Mm-hmm. And I personally like ring spun, the best. And why that? Uh, just the fit. You know what I mean? Like especially now that we're older. But just just mm-hmm. the fit. Like it's more it's more breathable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's lighter mm-hmm. you know what I mean so it's not like a heavy t-shirt um, you know it's casual but not like too casual right um, it looks nice and they feel nice they're, they're mm-hmm. soft and um, I like the collar like that the collars are a little more like you know they don't they don't get drunk mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um, it just like it this. just it feels more quality Mm-hmm. you know it just feels more quality so i liked i like those a lot and i found one that um i'm gonna do a test run to make sure but the t-shirts will be uh for live for pre-order soon mm-hmm. soon so t-shirts um we'll also we'll have hoodies later on but right now it'll just be the t-shirts mm-hmm. but the website yeah. is done so we'll let everybody know once it once it's launched um the Patreon is coming. I'll figure that out this week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Richbymonday.com. Yeah. Episode so uh, 17. Make sure you guys go like and comment and subscribe. Um, it's been a week since y'all heard from us. We had a, a lot of just life in the way. Mm-hmm. Um and I ain't gonna lie, I feel a little rusty coming back after a week, but I think we did all right. So <laughs> yeah, I think it's you fine. Know, I think it's It'll fine. Be fine. Um. So yeah, anything else you want to add, man? Nope. Come back next week. Next time we post, and the week after that, <laughs> and I'm going to sleep. I took a Benadryl earlier. You know, you, you said you setting yourself up. A failure that was that what i took a, a i took a sleepy pill before i had something to do pop to benny man i was sniffing like crazy they would thought i was on coke are we back sniffing, at drugs sniffing. now <laughs> we back at the drug episode <laughs> yeah so like comment and subscribe yeah. uh offer doing some solutions outside of the sleepy pills so we can do shows <laughs> hey, in the comments love. and uh see y'all next week All right, later.